Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress, a collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The natural hybrid is made from natural latex, natural wool, and environmentally safe foams. The natural hybrid elevates your sleep and supports. Go to lisa.com forward slash nancy to learn more. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash nancy. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on Sirius XM Triumph, Channel 132. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. I hope you can join us tonight on A&E, 11 p.m. Eastern. The case of missing D.C. intern Chandra Levy is far from over, and that's a problem. To Dr. Brian Russell, you know, Dr. Russell, uh, Gary Condit, the U.S. congressman from the Modesto area, allegedly was having an affair with this young girl whose dream comes true. She gets an internship in D.C. She travels all the way to D.C. where this married statesman allegedly starts a sex affair with her. Then she goes missing. I, I, You know, Dr. Russell, of course people look at Condit when it all goes down. I mean, the allegations of a sex affair with a girl 20-plus years younger than you while you're married, that just clouds the entire search for the missing intern. 
Well, that's right. And and even if you take out of the equation the fact that, you know, there's the age difference and he's married and all that, uh, you know, I, I, on our show Fatal Vows, we always talk about uh, how when there is a murder, the authorities always start, uh, it's much more likely uh, that somebody is murdered by somebody they know, and oftentimes uh, somebody with whom they've uh, they've been in a very close relationship than it is that they're murdered by a stranger. And so it, it makes total sense that the authorities start, uh, it, it's like a, uh, it, it's like a target, you know, you, you start at the bullseye, uh, that's the individual who's now deceased. And then that very first ring around the bullseye are the people who are closest, including any significant others. And then you, you look at them first and work your way out progressively to, to those outer circles where the strangers are. Uh, and so it makes total sense that he would have been looked at, and you can't feel uh, can't feel any sympathy for him given the horrendous behavior uh, that that he did engage in, uh, cheating on his wife and having this relationship with her. Well, here's the other thing: he never publicly stated, "Yes, I had an affair. Uh, it was stupid. I shouldn't have done it." but I had nothing to do with her disappearance. He said repeatedly that he had nothing to do with the disappearance. He did go speak with police. So the level of cooperation is still a matter of police knowledge. He never publicly admitted to an affair. So that's why we continue to say allegedly had an affair with her, although numerous cell phone calls at all hours of the day and night were to his cell phone. Even when he was speaking to Dr. Phil, his story seemed to change about how often he had been with her. But that's a whole other can of worms. Time passes. She still can't be found. To Dr. William Maroney, renowned medical examiner, joining us out of Madison Heights, author of a new book, American Narcan, on Amazon right now. Big, big mistake, Dr. Maroney, because police did not go to her apartment building. We're talking about Chandra Levy. Dan Abrams and I go at it tonight with new bombshell evidence on A&E, 11 o'clock p.m. Eastern tonight. Dr. Maroney, police did not go to Chandra's apartment to get the security video that would have shown what time she left her apartment the day she goes missing. How was she dressed? Was she dressed to go jogging? Was she with anybody? Did she have a, a, a shopping bag with her? I mean, you know, a million different ways. Just by looking at her, you may have gotten a clue as to where she was going. By the time police finally got there, they had videoed over the day she goes missing, Dr. Maroney. Here's the hard part about that. We may have better technology now, but they didn't have it back then. And we're talking about trace recovery. The amount of things you can get now is so small. If they came up with remains, it wouldn't go to a medical examiner. It would go to a bone anthropologist. And these things, it's almost like they were protecting the politician. So, you know, that really disrupts forensic medicine. We do the best we can. The case was advanced, Dr. Maroney, because it took a full year after she goes missing. Police get a call from a jogger who finds a human skull in Rock Creek Park, not far from Chandra's apartment. Police find her Walkman, a USC shirt, 
and bones scattered. They had to use dental records, but using dental records, police were able to decide once and for all they had in fact found the D.C. intern, Chandra Levy. Now, before I get to that, the forensics, Dr. Maroney, at the time Chandra goes missing, the alleged lover, alleged, Gary Condren, the U.S. representative, has an airtight alibi. At the time she leaves her apartment, he is with the vice president of the United States. I mean, you really can't argue with that. Then everybody goes wild. Did he order a hit? Did he have some thugs kill her? There was never any evidence at all produced to suggest he ordered her death. And again, he has an airtight alibi. But back to her body, Dr. Maroney, why did they have to use dental records to identify that it was absolutely her? And how do you do that? When you have dental records, you go to a past x-ray of the mouth. The shape of the teeth and the distance in the space is unique like a fingerprint. And the, the location of cavities, chips, the angle of the teeth is very specific. And that can be reproduced in the remains. And you have to use that because there's so much breakdown. There's no DNA available in the mud and the, and the grass and the fields in an outdoor exposure. So what you have left is hard bone, jaw, and hard teeth. That's also um, one of the ways they identified uh, Lee Harvey Oswald in the Kennedy assassination later. They looked at dental records. It's, it's been a, a common practice. They have really good dentists. And you, know, you don't have any DNA left. It doesn't end there, Dr. Maroney. It doesn't end there. The man that I believe is a main chief suspect, Ingmar Gondike, had attacked multiple women in the same park, really just yards away from Chandra's body. Okay. He has a tattoo on his chest that looks like Chandra Levy. Yes, this guy, Gondike, has managed to walk free. Why? Take a listen to this. You'll see that Gondike implicated himself in Levy's murder to four different people. You've got to believe that prosecutors are going to retry him. Oh, wait a second. They're not. Day one, Gary Condit was caught in the cop's crosshairs. But by him evading the truth. This isn't a show about sex. It's it who took killed Chandra away Levy? Focus on the homicide. Even up to this moment, Chandra's mother and father devastated. I have many, many sometimes doubts about things because, you know, I have lots of questions that remain unanswered to me. It was really pretty bad, you know, just because we still had hope that she would be found alive and come back, and then she wasn't. There isn't a day that I don't get up and think 
about my daughter. Not a day. You know, this pain. I mean, I see her whole life here. Why can't we resolve the case and put Chandra's killer behind bars? Tonight, A&E, 11 p.m. Eastern. Please join us. A five-year-old Kansas boy is missing, and the hunt goes on. But now it seems as if the water is getting more and more cloudy, more murky in the search for Lucas Hernandez. Listen to this. Happy birthday, dear Lucas. Happy birthday to you. Blow out your candle. Good job, bud. You're five years old. Tomorrow. Happy birthday to Lucas, his fifth birthday party. I can still remember the twins' fifth birthday party. It wasn't long after that that Lucas goes missing, and he's missing right now. Take a listen to this. It is with a heavy heart I'm here with you today. Still missing is five-year-old Lucas Fernandez. Lucas was last seen wearing black sweats, white socks, and a gray shirt with a bear on it. Our thoughts and prayers remain with Lucas and Lucas's family as we are diligently investigating the situation. On Friday, February 17th at approximately 6.15, officers were dispatched to a lost juvenile call at a residence in the 600 block of South Edgemoor. When they arrived, they made contact with a 26-year-old female who was the stepmother of Lucas. She reported to officers that she last saw Lucas in his bedroom at approximately 3 p.m. prior to her showering and falling asleep. Officers and canine units have diligently checked the home and the neighborhood with no luck of locating Lucas at this time. Currently, Wichita Police Department detectives continue to speak with family and follow up with any leads regarding this unfortunate situation. So we are asking the community with has any information regarding this case to please call TIPS in to 316-383-4661. And there will be individuals at our employment, or excuse me, Emergency Operation Command Center to answer those tips. However, at this point, we're asking citizens to share the information on their social media pages and call the tip line with any information. We do currently have investigators and officers that are con continuing to search the area for Lucas. Straight out to Chuck Roberts, Crime Stories investigative reporter. I want to talk first about how Lucas Hernandez goes missing. If you take one look at this little boy... It's going to break your heart. The big brown eyes, the smile. He's missing some teeth. Just five years old. Goes missing in the middle of the day. Chuck Roberts. Let's talk about how he goes missing. Who, what, where, when, why? Lucas was uh, home in a, in a little rented house in the south part of Wichita, living with his stepmother uh, and his father, who was away, uh, he's he's an oil field worker and was a long way away in New Mexico at the time. And on uh, the afternoon of February 17th, a fairly warm day in the mid-60s, uh, the stepmom, Emily Glass, comes home. Uh, she takes a shower. Uh, she lays down for a nap. 
And when she gets up about six o'clock, three hours later, she goes into Lucas's room and he's gone. No sign uh, at all. The back door is open, uh, but she can't find Lucas. She calls police about 615 and tells exactly that story. But they find no evidence of a break in and no sign of an abduction. So there's no, you know, Maddie's call. There's no alert for an abduction at all. And the uh, the search goes on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Right there. Ashley Wilcott, uh, Atlanta juvenile judge and founder of ChildCrimeWatch.com. Ashley, wait a minute. She calls police at six. Did I did I get that timeline wrong? No, you got it right. And it's something is hinky, right? So she takes a nap and oh, she wakes up and oh, the child's missing and hmm. And then later calls. Now, very suspicious. What about the Olive Garden? Hold on a moment. Chuck Roberts, was it, is there another child in the home other than Lucas? There is. Who she refers to as her stepson. Yes. Okay. Who's the other child in the home? The other child is a one-year-old daughter. And the day before Lucas was missing, uh, she and the little girl go to Olive Garden. And she apparently texts uh, her boyfriend, Jonathan, uh, that she smoked a couple of bowls of weed in the back uh, before they went in for a meal. Uh, and that was the 16th. Uh, so apparently Lucas was left home uh, on the 16th. Uh, he was seen by a neighbor uh, peeking through a window uh, that day before, that the 16th of February. Wait, uh, that's the day before he goes missing? Yes, the 16th. Did anybody see him other than the stepmother? After the 16th? Not to my knowledge, no. I don't believe so. So, for all I know, Ashley Wilcott, he could have been put out the night of the 16th. The only sighting I have of this five-year-old boy, Lucas Hernandez, who just had his birthday party, was the this stepmother. She calls herself a stepmother. She's a girlfriend slung up in the home, but she has been entrusted with taking care of the boy. She's got her own one-year-old daughter there who she takes out to Olive Garden and leaves Lucas at home to, what, eat dust balls on the floor? That's and right. And somebody else sees him staring all alone out the window. Does that not break your heart, Ashley? Absolutely. That's the last sighting of him. And I have no doubt in my mind that this child was murdered after that by this mother. And the worst part, Nancy, is there seems to be no remorse, no admission, no, you know, all these lies, lies, lies about when last seen and what happened and Bottom line, that was the last sighting of this child ever alive. And two bowls of marijuana. Mark Class with me, founder of Class Kids Foundation. Mark Class, what, two bowls of marijuana? Listen, what law enforcement has to do, and I, I agree with your previous guess as to probably what happened, um, what law enforcement has to do is they have to investigate all of the possibilities in this situation. Obviously, the girlfriend slash stepmom was the last person to see him, so a lot of suspicion is going to fall at her feet. But they've also got to look at the other possibilities, that it was somebody else that knew the boy, that, it was, uh, that the boy actually did wander off, um, or even the possibility, the, the rare possibility of a stranger abduction. But I have no doubt that they will get to the bottom of this, 
and uh, we will know what happened to little Lucas. Mark, Mark, you said the rare possibility of stranger abduction. Why do you say it's rare that there is a stranger abduction from the home? Well, I say the rare possibility of stranger abduction because uh, those kinds of events really only occur a couple of hundred times a year, particularly the kind that result in the in the death of a child, as as was my daughter Polly's case. But it's hundreds of thousands of times a year that parents or people very close to the child are involved in their disappearance. And in this situation, where this this girlfriend slash stepmother was the last person to see her, see the little boy. Um, even more suspicion is going to fall on her at her feet. Dr. Brian Russell, I mean, we all, uh, everybody with me, in addition to Mark Class, founder of Class Kids Foundation, you can find it online. Dr. Brian Russell, lawyer and psychologist and host of Investigation Discovery's hit show, Fatal Vows. You know, evil stepmother, it's not just a myth. Yeah, sadly, it sounds like there was tremendous chaos in this household and this kid was was living in uh, i mean it's just heartbreaking when you think about how he was seen peering through the window while she was off apparently at a restaurant with her younger other child having done some drugs you know uh, i worry when i listen about this case uh, about something that i know you've discussed recently uh, with dan abrams and your new television project, uh, Grace versus Abrams, and it's the Casey Anthony case. And one of the sad things uh, that I think perpetrators learned from that case is that if you shut up and wait a long time before uh, helping or never help and hope that it takes a long time for a body to be discovered, it might deteriorate to the point where it's difficult for forensic examiners to determine exactly the cause of death and that might help you skate you know dr brian russell you're so right uh ashley wilcott founder of childcrimewatch.com i mean there's hansel and gretel okay there is um cinderella there is um who's the one that eats the apple jackie Snow White. Snow White. Yeah, Snow White. Thank you. I mean, it's from time immemorial. You hear about the evil stepmother. Well, now I see why, Ashley. And do you know statistically, Nancy, there are so many different statistics about it being done by a step parent, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, and they choose the the parent often chooses that person over their child. So statistically, this is not that unusual. So the dad is out working. The bio dad is out working on I guess it was an oil rig is that right Jackie yes and out of the blue Lucas his five-year-old little boy is just gone after the stepmom his live-in enjoys two bowls of marijuana and goes out for a nice meal at Olive Garden leaving the baby at home I mean I actually I chase the children not John Davis so much he's a big horse but Lucy I chase her begging her to eat I mean every time she turns around I'm putting a food food in her hand because she's so thin going to Olive Garden and leaving the baby at home? Right. And when they take one child, their biological child, and not the other child, the stepchild right there, red flag, red flag, red flag. Now we are hearing, of all things, a day late and a dollar short, that this stepmother's 
previous husband had pled to a court to keep his children away from her. Why is that, Chuck Roberts? I mean, Lucas is left alone with her, but the bio dad of her other children begs the court to keep her away? Why? It was, you're right, it was, uh, it was 12 days before Lucas went missing uh, that the father of her two sons uh, asked the judge to prohibit her from having any contact with them. Uh, he says that uh, they had red marks and visible fingerprints uh, on the boy's chest uh, when he got them back from a visit with Emily Glass. And Glass uh, blamed the red marks on her boyfriend, Jonathan Hernandez. She quickly blamed him who is, of course, Lucas's father. But uh, on February 17th, uh, what would quickly turn into a massive police investigation, uh, Glass reported that Lucas was missing from the rental home. So all this took place in the space of, you know, two weeks. But you're right. The father of her two sons asked a judge for a court order to prohibit her from having any contact with them. You know, Mark Glass, founder of Class Kid Foundation, he's right. Chuck Roberts is right. Just 12 days before little Lucas goes missing, the father of her own young sons reported a, quote, safety concern to police after the boys visited her. The day after one of his two sons returned home from visiting the stepmother, he was covered in red marks and visible fingerprints on his chest, says the boy's father, who files this report with police. Now, according to that document, an affidavit from the father, Glass blamed the red marks on her boyfriend, Lucas's dad. But the dad, he was out on an oil rig. So how, how did this, uh, I, I don't understand why he, Lucas, is left with this mother when she's been petitioned to a court to stay away from her own children. How did that happen? Well, I think that Lucas's father made a fatal miscalculation and that this woman perhaps was able to present various sides of her personality to different people um, under different circumstances. But it looks like at the bottom line, she um, she's an abuser. She might even be a sadist. She might even be a murderer. I would think we're just starting to get a, a real portrait of exactly who this woman is. Chuck Roberts, before we lay all the blame at the stepmother's feet, you are investigating an alternate theory about what where Lucas is, this five-year-old little nonverbal boy. What's the alternate theory about where he is if he wasn't with the, with the stepmother? Well, the alternate theory is that it was a kidnapping hatched by his bio mother, uh, Jamie Orr. She was living for a couple of months in Kansas City with a a man named Robert Cook, uh, and they lived together. Uh, she had friends that came over, and that sort of scared him, so he act, asked her to leave, uh, and she finally did. She left on February 15th. This is Jamie Orr, the bio mother of little Lucas. Uh, she heads south with a friend to Oklahoma, and she takes text pictures of the trip all the way. She does one in Carthage, Missouri. She does one in South uh, Western Missouri. I, I don't she, get it. I don't get it, Chuck. I mean, she's everywhere but Wichita, Kansas, where 
Lucas goes missing? How, how could she possibly have the boy? Well, she doesn't. Uh, according to Cook, she went to Oklahoma to have an alibi that she was trying to get Lucas away from an abusive situation. And she had her friends find a time when uh, Emily Glass was high and otherwise nodding off. And that's when the break-in would occur, according to Robert Cook, according to this theory. And that's when Lucas would be taken. She wasn't physically there at the time because she was taking pictures of herself on that day in Oklahoma. Woodall, Oklahoma is her last text. She arrives there on the day Lucas goes missing in Oklahoma. And Robert Cook's theory is that she had some friend of hers take Lucas from the home to get him away from this abusive situation and take him to a safe Okay, place. I got it. I got it. I got it. So it's back on the bio, Mom. Okay, who is Robert Cook? Robert Cook, is um, he, he installs air conditioners in Kansas City. He's a, he's a friend of, he is a friend of David Orr. David Orr is Jamie Orr's husband, estranged husband, lives in Colorado Springs. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. Okay, hold on. I, 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 I need a pro at this. With me, Dr. Brian Russell, host of Investigation Discovery's hit show, Fatal Vows, lawyer and psychologist go ahead rub it in you've got two degrees i've got one blah blah okay dr brian russell you hear where this is coming and you got to consider the source jamie Orr is lucas's bio mom okay she's out of the picture for all intents and purposes she lives somewhere else this is a friend of her ex-husband like, you don't think he's got an axe to grind of some sort and so they've hatched this theory that all of her text photos are really all over the country, are, are really establishing alibi while she has some secret friends steal the boy. Come on, Dr. Russell, how long do you think this so-called friend is going to keep their yap shut? Yeah, I'm not buying it, but I have to tell you, I wish I were, because then I would yeah. have uh, much more hope that uh, this this young uh, child was still alive. I mean, but really, the bad blood that goes down when there's a divorce, I, I, I think this is the more likely scenario. And granted, nobody's been found guilty. Lucas is still missing. But I want, instead of some cockamamie theory hatched by the ex-husband's friend, that the bio mom staged a kidnapping, a long-distance kidnapping, I want you to hear Lucas's blood relative, his aunt, Sally Rasmussen. She talks to KAKE-TV Wichita reporter Greg Miller about her concerns about little Lucas's safety. It's not, and because I was a CPS investigator myself, you know, I, I just feel helpless. She was sent photos of Lucas last year and saw multiple bruises on his face and neck. So she says she called protective services. All these stories I've been hearing for months about him possibly being abused. She only got more concerned after the father and son came to New Mexico for work. She says she and another relative saw more signs that the child was hurt. And so another report was filed in that state. And they investigated and, and had a forensic interview and all that kind of stuff and sent them. Um, I guess the police didn't think there was enough evidence. Uh, when I first found out he was missing, I um, was suspicious and then uh, worried. It's a five-year-old child. They don't just vanish in thin air.
the theory that the bio mom somehow plans a long distance kidnapping by so-called unnamed friends who have yet to emerge that did not wash with the deputy police chief gavin sealer listen this case is now considered criminal investigation uh, investigators have arrested a 26 year old female on two counts of child endangerment charges are related to new information gathered during this investigation officers and investigators have been working on this case nonstop since 6 15 uh, saturday evening we have collected information through countless interviews follow-ups on leads and examining evidence this evidence or i'm sorry this incident was, has touched many in our community I know that many, there are many more questions as a result of this. However, this continues to be a criminal investigation and we cannot go into further details. The search for Lucas, Lucas is ongoing and we are still asking the public for assistance. We continue to provide every resource that we have available to find Lucas. This is our priority. Uh, if you have any information on where, his whereabouts, Please call this tip line. Number is 316-383-4661. Um, as a result of this investigation, too, we would also like to thank other, those other agencies that have been assisting us over the past few days. Those are the FBI, KBI, the District Attorney's Office, and the County Sheriff's Office. So I'll that at this point. Yes, the 26-year-old, is that the stepmother? That is the stepmother. Emily Glass. Uh, it is 26-year-old female. The uh, endangering the child, would that be endangering Lucas? That, uh, there are two children involved in this. So two separate counts are two separate children? There's two, two separate counts, correct. Would one of them be Lucas? One of those children is Lucas, yes. Do we know where the other child is? Or do we know if the other it child is involving one year child. Is that her her daughter? Uh, going to that. Do you consider at this point that his disappearance is likely going to be a homicide? At this point in time, we hope not. Uh, we hope that we were, are able to find Lucas and that he is alive and well. Where are you guys searching now? Uh, this uh, investigation will continue on. As far as specific locations, there's various locations that we're I won't name any specific locations. Can you elaborate on the nature of endangering the child? Like, was it leaving a child alone or the nature of it? I won't get into the investigation charges. When was she arrested? She was uh, arrested about seven. You want more question? What information, and I guess when did you guys get that information that turned this into a criminal investigation? This has been a result of, as I mentioned, we started at 6.15 on this um, three days ago, four days ago. And uh, so as a result of all the interviews and throughout the investigation and stuff, and, and talking with people, uh, evidence that was collected and things, that's when we turned it into the investigation as well. Have you guys been able to uh, verify her account of what happened in terms of her being the last person to see him? Again, 
that, that's all part of the investigation. I don't want to get into details of it, okay? And so I won't discuss that part of it. Well, it, it is possible there could be more charges. There is possibility of more charges, correct. But that's not the end of it. The stepmother arrested, she's, we still don't know where Lucas is. And as a matter of fact, at this moment, Emily Glass is requesting lower bond so she can get out of jail. Listen. In this case, this bond reflects crimes that are not charged in the complaint. The severity of the alleged crime committed um, compared to the bond itself is a huge exaggerated difference in what any other similarly situated defendant would receive. Additionally, she's been in custody since February 21st. This crime carries a maximum sentence of 12 months and maximum fine nowhere near to $50,000. The possible punishment allowed by law does not support such a high bond amount. Emily is from this area. She resides in this area. All of her family lives in this area. Her sink case is in this county. She's not a flight risk. With all matters being considered, the court believes that in this particular case, under these facts and circumstances, with that ongoing investigation occurring, with, which involves a minor child, that case in itself and that investigation makes Ms. Glass a flight risk in order to respond and answer to these charges in this case. So with all that in mind and all that uh, under consideration, the court believes that the bond in this case is appropriately set and will deny the motion. And Nancy, Emily Glass spoke exclusively from jail to Fact Finder 12 investigator Devin Fassbinder. There's obviously a lot of rumors going on, a lot of things that people are saying about uh, your stepson Lucas. Just curious if there's anything that you want to say about that situation. There's been times he's, you know, being a boy, um, and playing with older brothers and his cousins. Um, and now he, he gets bruises. Uh, he has had some falls. Um, he's like his son, too, you know. Seriously, I may not have given birth to him, but he's my baby boy today. I take care of him every day, you know. Um, this is very shameful that this is happening at a time like this right now. Do you have any idea where Lucas might be at this point? Guys, I wish I did. But if anyone does know, because me and Dad are worried sick. You know, and I, I keep thinking anything you want could have happened, you know. He has sisters and even brothers. He's so loved. Now, Emily, I, I hope you understand. I do have to ask you because of you know the arrest and because of a lot of rumors. Did you hurt Lucas? I did not. I would never hurt my son. Because there's a huge, there's a huge history between you know the Lucas family from New Mexico and I. And all of the accusations. Um, so are you time when he 
had got hurt and ended up with bruises, he wasn't under my care. Because um, I would send him off with my cousins, and there's older boys over there, and he's a very little, small boy, and he can get hurt easily. And when he's playing with older boys who are like 10 years old, even though you have to tell him, hey, be careful. We have to tell him all the time, you know, be careful. So you're saying that all of those bruises and those things from the pictures and the accusations are all from him just being a little boy and playing with other boys? Absolutely. I mean, there are times where him and my older boys would be rough around the house and they would even get rougher, you know, normal boy things. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that you would want to say to Lucas if you could right now? Hey, I love him very much. And I want him home. I want him home with me and his sister and his daddy. He misses his papa so much. Can you tell me any more about what happened that Saturday when he disappeared? Just the fact that he took a shower and he took a nap like we always do. We put him down for a movie and his pull up because you know he has access when he sleeps, so that's why he had a pull up on. And he had fallen asleep after my shower, which is why I went down. Ma'am, I gotta go. As of right now, Emily Glass still trying to get a lower bond, but that's not the end of it. To Alan Duke, another development with the so-called evil stepmother. What is it? Well, this is unbelievable. We have been told by law enforcement sources that Emily Glass is with child. She is pregnant in jail, apparently, before she was arrested. Mark Glass, uh, founder of Class Kids Foundation. Mark, I imagine that every day of your life, you think about if you could have your daughter Polly back. And every day of my life, I thank God that I managed to live through. You, you, you and I were texting, Mark, delivering the children at age 48 when Lucy and I almost died. I mean, the, a child is, it's the most, it's transformed my whole life. And here is this woman, Emily Glass, with her ex-husband begging a court to keep her away from their children after they come home covered in marks from a visit with her. Then you have her in a, two bowls of pot leaving little Lucas alone while she goes out to eat. Now he's missing, and now she's going to have another child. Mark, I mean... Really? One wonders why this woman continues to have children, given her history, her obvious history with children. 
if I could speak to something else very quickly, Nancy, in missing child cases, while the child is still missing, we always come up with alternative theories, best case scenarios, uh, such as this, this idea that the bio mom somehow engineered a kidnapping to keep the child safe. As fanciful and wonderful as that could possibly be, I'm afraid, as your other guest said, that, that it, it's not real and it's only wishful thinking. I think you're right. I agree with you, Mark Class and Brian Russell. Brian, joining us from Investigation Discovery. Brian, you know, you've got two children covered in red marks and fingerprints on their chests, crying to their dad after visiting the bio mom. You've got Lucas Hernandez missing. It, it just doesn't seem right. Brian, that people whose children end up mistreated get to keep having children when other people would give their right arm, their eye teeth to have children. Yeah, I know. Every time I encounter one of these stories, I think about you and how long you waited uh, before you were able to become a mom. And, and I think about all the people out there who are you know, trying to go through all kinds of uh, expensive uh, high-tech medical procedures to have kids. And, you know, and it's kind of like, uh, you know, you and I have talked uh, before on this program about how, you know, you see wonderful people, wonderful dads, wonderful moms uh, being murder victims, and you sit there and you go, you know, how is it that Castro... <laughs> goes until he's you know 150 years old uh, you know you know these horrible dictators and and uh, you know it's just not fair no it's not and i think about in my line of work dr brian russell i th think about all the moms and dads i have spoken with whose child went missing or was killed or they have no idea where the child is and what they would give their own life to have the child back safe and sound. Right now, Emily Glass trying her best to get a lowered bond and get out of jail. This, as we still are on the search for Lucas Hernandez, beautiful little boy. Take a listen to the very latest. Nancy, with more than 100 Local officers and FBI agents involved in investigating the disappearance of little Lucas. His dad still isn't satisfied and wants to hire a private investigator. He's trying to raise $25,000 through a GoFundMe campaign. Jonathan Hernandez, the father, says, and I quote, I am setting up this fundraiser to find my sweet little boy. I'm very excited to say that Klein Investigations and Consulting have agreed to take on the task of finding Wichita's son. So the investigative agency says that they'll start once $25,000 is paid up front to cover their logistical expenses, and then they'll start investigating. How can they help local law enforcement and the FBI do it? They say, well, they're going to try. Please, if you have any information at all on what became of little Lucas, please call the tip line. We need those tips coming in. If they're not coming in, we got nothing to go on. Alan, please give us the tip line. 
Nancy, investigators ask that anyone with information about Lucas Hernandez, where he might be, what might have happened to them, please call 316-383-466 immediately. The search for Lucas Hernandez goes on. Nancy Grace, Crime Stories, signing off. Goodbye, friend. Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress, a collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The natural hybrid is made from natural latex, natural wool, and environmentally safe foams. The natural hybrid elevates your sleep and supports. Go to lisa.com forward slash nancy to learn more. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash nancy. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible, Easy Breathe. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed or do-it-yourself kits available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com. Get 20% off today. Thank you, Easy Breathe, for being our partner.